6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. So the Conservatives are promising billions of dollars in new spending to prop up the economy. It hasn't been costed by the Parliamentary Budget Officer yet. And party leader Aaron O'Toole says the Conservatives would balance the budget in 10 years. We will grow the economy so that we can get back to balance in a responsible and equitable way without cuts. That is our plan. The federal Liberals outlined their fully costed plan to steer, to steer Canada out of the COVID-19 pandemic yesterday. It includes $13 billion in promised new spending this fiscal year and a total of more than $78 billion over the next five years. This is the plan that is going to bring Canadians forward to end this pandemic. And the NDP say they'll manage the debt and deficits responsibly and move towards balance in the future when it's prudent to do so. Our next guest says what is conspicuous, conspicuously absent in the election so far is a serious, sustainable and bold plan to grow our economy. Perrin Beattie is the president and CEO of the Canadian Chamber of Commerce and a former MP and cabinet minister. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. Glad to be with you. You know what? We are not seeing uh, or hearing much talk about the economy or, or, or plans really from any of the party leaders. Yes, they have put out plans, but, you know, I've covered election campaigns for three decades now, and usually this is a priority. And you would think, given the financial situation that this country is in right now, we would be hearing more about it. Where's your head at with this? What do you think is going on? I don't know. It's it's something of a Seinfeld election, uh, an election about nothing. And what we need to do, the, there are important issues that we should be debating and where Canadians should be given a very clear choice and where we need to make the right decision. Pandemic spending certainly has resulted in this massive financial hole that we are in, but we are seeing more focus on growing the economy um, rather than balancing the budget. I mean, I think the two do go hand in hand. How do we do that or do we need to wait to do one or the other until we're out of this pandemic, Mr. Beatty? No, we have to We have to do both and, and they do definitely go, go hand in hand. But the government's own projections suggest that by the time of the next election, the the national, the federal debt in Canada will have grown to $1.4 trillion. <laughs> That's a figure that none of us can really get our heads around. And that would have been inconceivable just a year and a half ago. Um, and yet that's what we're faced with. Now, the options for dealing with that are that you can't attempt to cut your way out of that. You would put the country into depression. Mm-hmm. You can't inflate your way out by devaluing the the value of the Canadian dollar. And it's irresponsible to simply send the bills to our kids. The only way to deal with a debt that size is to have sustained uh, substantial growth at at a level considerably higher than it was before the pandemic struck. And so far, none of the political parties has set out a a strategy that would get us to that point and allow us to manage that debt and allow us to create the sort of opportunity that we need for Canadians. Perrin Beatty is the president and CEO of the Canadian Chamber of Commerce. Joining me this afternoon, the, 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 the Canadian Chamber of Commerce has put out a paper and it, in it, it says, uh, 
we need a serious, bold strategy to grow our economy. It's the only way forward. You just touched on that. And Canadians have the right to know where the parties stand before they go to the polls. Uh, the chamber's outlined recommendations for what it believes it will take to grow an economy and, and is challenging the parties to adopt them. And there's three main points, and I'd like to go through them with you. And let's start with the first one. You say finishing the fight against COVID. What does that look like from the chamber standpoint? Well, the first thing is we're not out of the tunnel as yet. We can see the end of the tunnel, fortunately, as a result of of vaccination rates in Canada, but we're not out of it yet. And that means that for many businesses across the country, uh, they're going to need continuing support, uh, particularly if you look at the tourism sector, for example, Mm -hmm. hospitality. And uh, we can't allow people to drown 50 feet from shore. So finish the job, do it right, manage this fourth wave without going to more lockdowns, but but do it uh, in a way in which we protect Canadian safety and allow the economy to stay more open. So that's, that's job one. But we also need to have a strategy for where do we go from here? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the work doesn't end by you know simply getting back into something that's a bit more normal. We have to have a strategy for for what will life look like after COVID and you, when and we get into into more or less normal again. And the chamber um, and talks about, you know, getting the fundamentals right. And that's a, that's a part of this, isn't it? It's, it's, the, it's the basics of moving forward and growth. Absolutely. And we need to address that. These were issues that existed well prior to, to COVID. Um, I, I think the important thing is that none of the politicians should be talking about going back to where we were. Mm. If you looked at, at where we were, the growth rates that we were experiencing prior to COVID, um, they, uh, we were well behind our, our trading competitors and we were falling further behind. And the growth rates were anemic and there's absolutely no way that we can manage the sort of debt that we're looking at uh, with growth, rate, growth rates at that level. So we need to address a number of issues that existed well before COVID ever struck and come up with a plan that didn't exist then. One of those uh, one of those plans, one of the things that is outlined in the, in the Chamber's paper talks about sustained growth requiring private sector investment. So how does the Chamber see getting the private sector more involved to help with this movement forward? It's first of all the climate that we set. Uh, one of the things that's distressing over the last several months is the number of politicians who are talking about punishing businesses that have been successful or about putting new taxes mm. on uh, on Canadians. That's not the way in which you, you attract investment into Canada. We want to make it clear that investment is welcome here, that we want not just, not, not just Canadians to invest, but we want to bring in investors from around the world. And there are a number of things that we can do. We need to review our, our tax system, which is so badly out of date. None of the party leaders was born at the last the mm-hmm. last time that we did a full independent review of the tax system. And it's become obsolete and creaky and it's, uh, it's full of disincentives to investment. We need to look at the regulatory structure. Now, I don't have to tell Albertans that, <laughs> that uh, we are overregulated in Canada and that we discourage investment as a result of that. Interprovincial barriers to trade, which is an area where Alberta has really led the rest of the country in bringing down these barriers, but we still participate. We still partition our country and we treat ourselves like thirteen sacrifices instead of as one nation. Skills. 
Uh, we need to do much more with a, having a much better dialogue between business, the educational sector, governments, and others in terms of how do we ensure that we have a 21st century workforce. That's everything from immigration to, to education. Infrastructure. Um, mm. Again, I don't have to tell Albertans <laughs> that if you can't get your product to market, you can't sell it. And uh, we need both physical infrastructure to enable us to, to get our product to market, but also we need infrastructure such as digital infrastructure that will allow uh, Canadians, the most rural and remote parts of the country, to be able to participate fully in the economy. Uh, all of these are, are elements that, taken together, can make us a much more attractive investment climate, uh, investment environment than we, than we had in the past. Mr. Beatty, I have to, Mr. Beatty, I have to tell you that uh, you know your former MP, your former former uh, cabinet minister, your former president of the CBC, all very difficult jobs. But I think right now uh, your role as president and CEO of the Chamber of Commerce, given the situation that this country is in right now, might be one of your toughest ones. It's uh, it, it's challenging to put it to put it mildly, but it, it also there's no place that I would sooner be at a time when when Canadians face such a challenge. If if you look at we are the most blessed country on earth, the most fortunate in, in the world in terms of our resources, our people, our geography, the, the fact we're a peaceable nation, mm-hmm. and we're falling far short of uh, of where we could be. And the real challenge for us is to have the focus that's necessary and the vision that's necessary uh, to be able to, to achieve our potential as a nation. And that, that that's the other message that I think we need to give to the politicians. And that's that around the world, other governments are intensely focused on how they bring their countries out of the pandemic, how they increase market share in global markets, and how they make their businesses more competitive. And we have to do the same thing. It's important for us to spend a little more time looking at the pot of the gold and a little less time looking at the rainbow. Mr. Beattie, we'll leave it there. I always enjoy our conversations. Thanks for making time for us today. Thanks so much for having me. All right, if you want to read more about what the Chamber has outlined uh, to get Canada back on track, you can check it out at chamber.ca.